uh, in the presence of the Holy Spirit. I tell you, there's nothing like being in his presence. I'm just thankful and grateful for, for you that have come. And the Lord does have a word for us this morning. We are, we've got some th- things we've done differently. But uh, nevertheless, uh, God is good. Amen. Nevertheless, the, the Lord is good. He is so good. He's so good. And uh, this morning, we were going to invite your attention. We're going to start off in the book of Revelations. We probably will almost end up in the book of Revelations. And I'm, I'm just so thrilled. I'm so happy. I'm just, I'm just so encouraged in God. Amen. All right. Amen, amen, and amen. If I can just settle myself down. Amen. I need to just settle myself down because I just want, like I said, I want to be in his presence. We want to be in his presence. Amen. Now, we're going to go to the book of Revelations chapter number 2. Revelations chapter number 2 is where we're going to, to begin this morning. We thank God for your presence. Thank God for you. We thank God for those that are listening <clears throat> online. We thank God for our online community. We thank God for those around the world that is listening this morning to the Word of God. We thank God for those regions, those countries that are listening uh, around the world. We, we speak to the people in Africa. We speak to people in Jamaica. We speak to different people all over the, the world that is listening we speak to different states that are listening. So we just give God honor and praise. Amen. Honor and praise. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, you know, um, it's interesting that most, mostly now, since we're in the end time, people, people think that we're at the place of Laodicea, which is the last church. And it's, it's the lukewarm church. But I want to say that there is a place where we are, and it is not the lukewarm, whether you're lukewarm or whether you're you hot or cold. That is not where uh, the world is today. And today we're going to discover exactly where we are individually as well as corporately. Amen. Now, Revelations chapter number 2, Revelations chapter number 2, um, and how I came about this mess, I've been sitting on it for uh, a couple of weeks now, maybe two or three weeks, and I had a dream, and in this dream, people started coming, people were coming, they were coming, and they were coming to hear the word, but as they were coming to hear the word, I remember in the dream, I got up, and when I got up, I remember I began to tell the people, you don't need to come to see me. You don't need to come to see who's speaking. You need to come to see Jesus. And that's what it was all about. But when we deal with the church of Ephesus, and that's where we're going to begin, we're going to find some things, we're going to discover some things about them that is so relevant to us today. All right? Now, in chapter number 2, and we're going to begin reading at verse number 2. Now, you got to understand, now, the church of Ephesus, the, the, the name Ephesus in Greek means desirable. But the modern day, get this, the modern day name for Ephesus is Turkey. Turkey is one of the end time players in the end time. All right? Now, this is something that God is saying in, in chapter number two in the book of Revelations. He began to speak to them. And the, thank you, Holy Spirit. And the title of, or if we need a title, what God gave me was Falling in Love. Falling in Love. And he also gives me a subtitle, Duty Without Devotion. That's where we are today. We have, we're doing duties without the devotion. And you're going to understand in just a moment what we're talking about. Now, in verse number 2, in Revelation chapter number 2, it says, God is speaking. He says, I know thy works and thy labor. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience. 
and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars. What we want to address, first of all, is what, what Christ is saying about them. He says to them that, I know your works. I, I, I know your works. I know your actions. I know your deeds. I know your service toward me. Now, the Greek meaning of works is ergon. And what we need to understand is that so often we are so busy doing that we forget about the devotional part that we should have with God. Now, when it came down to the church of Ephesus, they were more about embracing power and control, and they were also caught up in politics. Interesting. They were all about control. They were all about embracing power they were about works they 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 were caught up in doing good deeds and doing services think about and i've been there where just about every day of the week i thought i had to be doing something now a lot of churches you know it's it's always go do this go do that go do this go do that go do this and i was going But what was missing was my devotion with the Lord. See, that's where we are today. We are caught up in duties. We are caught up in doing things. We we are so caught up. And and see, I was just teaching in the homeless shelters. I I was teaching the women's ministry. I was in the prisons, preaching in the prisons. And I was preaching on death row. But I didn't have any time left for God. Duty without devotion duty without devotion then jesus he goes on and he says in verse number three he says and have borne and has patience and for my namesake have labored and have not fainted verse number four says nevertheless i have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love left their first love duty without devotion let me show you how we 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 can get caught up in works we can get caught up in works now let's go to the book of saint luke chapter number 10 saint luke chapter number 10 we're going to be doing some teaching and it's important that we see and we're going to discover exactly how far we have fallen how far we have fallen we're going to look at saint luke chapter number 10 saint luke 10 and we're going to begin reading at verse number 38 i think that's where we're going luke 10 verse number 38 Luke 10, verse number 38. Now, remember that we, we, we started off talking about works, deeds, acts, and services, okay? But it was without any devotion toward God. Now, in Luke chapter number 10, verse number 38, it says, Now it came to pass as they went that he entered, talking about Jesus, that he entered into a certain village, And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. A certain woman by the name of Martha received him into her house. Now, that word Martha there in the Greek, it means mistress. She received him, Christ, into her house. Okay, a mistress. That, 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 that word means the mistress. Martha means mistress. In other words, when you think about a mistress, a mistress is a, a part-time person. They want the goods. Can I get an amen? 
They want the goods, but they don't want no commitment. They don't want no responsibility. So, so, so here it is. Martha, she wanted to be there, but she did not want the full commitment of being devoted to God. How many of us are devoted to God? How many of us are truly devoted to God? Think about it. Remember now, the beginning part of our message was falling in love. But who are we in love with? Is it Jesus or is it in the, the things that we desire for ourselves? We, 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 we are about the, the motions, but is there really, truly a relationship with God? Martha had she had she had a problem. She 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 wanted to entertain Jesus. She wanted to entertain him. She well the scripture says she invited him into her house. This is the house. This is the temple. This is the temple. She invited him here, but she, oh Holy Spirit, she did not want a full time relationship with God. How many of us got God part-time, on a part-time basis? Part-time, part-time. Today we want to serve him. Later on we want to serve somebody else. Part-time, part-time. Let us continue. Let's continue. Now, now the Bible goes on to say in verse number 39, it says, And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. She had a sister named Mary. Now, Mary has a dual meaning. Mary means rebellious, but Mary also means the soul that magnifies the Lord. Today, we, this morning, when we came and we sat in intercessory prayer, we began, when we got caught up in, 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 in him, we began to magnify. Our souls began to magnify the Lord. And, and, and the Bible goes on to say that she sat at the feet of Jesus and heard his word. The only way you can hear him is when we humble ourselves and sit the feet of Jesus. There's no way we can hear Jesus and the words that he said unless we humble ourselves at his feet. You see, Mary wanted to magnify the Lord. And what she rebelled against was those things of that's duty rather than devotion. She was rebellious against that. Because so many people are so about, and the body of Christ, I don't understand, the body of Christ is so about doing and do not have a relationship with God. We've got to have a relationship with God. We've got to sit at his feet. We've got to give him time. How many of us get up, oh, Holy Spirit, so early in the morning? But how many of us actually sit at his feet and hear what the Spirit is saying? How many of us sit and we we begin to, God, I want to hear what you say for today. What is it that you want me to do? Or do we go about planning out our lives? duty without devotion and god is like hey come on come on come on i'm here i'm waiting i'm waiting i'm waiting and what are we doing we're running we're chasing the things of the world he wants some time he wants some time so mary now does the soul that 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 sits at the feet of Jesus, the soul that magnifies the Lord, she's sitting there. But watch verse number 40. Watch the mistress. See, 
Either way, one of we'll play one of the roles. We are either Martha, part-time relationship, or we're Mary, the one that sits at his feet, the one that magnifies him. But, but verse number 40 says, but Martha, Martha, the mistress spirit in us, but Martha was cumbered about much serving. Now, that word cumbered means uh, Mary, well, Martha was distracted. She was distracted. How many of us are distracted? Think about it. How many of us are distracted? She was, the Bible says Martha, that mystery spirit, was cumbered, meaning she was distracted about not just a little bit of serving, not just about a little bit of duty, but it said much serving. And came to him and said, Lord, doest not thou care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Then she goes and said, bid her therefore that she help me. You see that master, that, that, that master, Martha's spirit wants you to leave from the presence of the Lord. She wants you to leave that, 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 that time that you spent with God. You're spending with God. You know, the one, one thing that I hate, if I am going to be in the presence of the Lord, I just can't stand distractions. If you want to get on my last, mess with me when I'm with Jesus. Because when, when, when you're there with Jesus... He impregnates us. He, he births something. There is an intimacy that takes place within us. Can you, can, now we can understand about Mary when she had Jesus. She was impregnated with something. I said something to somebody yesterday that we really don't understand the holy thing that we are carrying with us. They're carrying on the inside of us. The, the, the lesson that was taught on yesterday, on Saturday, we have Saturday Bible study from, from 1.30 to 2.30. That lesson was talking about the ark on yesterday. And we don't understand that now we are the one, and that ark represents the presence of the Lord. We are the one now that is carrying the presence of the Lord. And I said to the individual, I said, we are carrying some valuable cargo. Valuable cargo. But we have to understand, in order to keep that valuable cargo, we have to make sure that we spend time with him. Got to spend time. We have to spend time with him. See, that the, the mission spirit, it wants you to leave your place with God. It wants you to leave your place with God. And if we are not careful... We will leave our place with God. We, we will walk away. We will be distracted. The things of this world will distract us from sitting at the feet of Jesus, falling in love with Jesus. How many folk are truly in love with Jesus? Or is it more about duty without devotion? And I understand, I, I understand this is kind of difficult to receive, but it's time because we're living in our last day. It is time that we examine exactly where we are. We have to examine where we are. Are we in love with Jesus? Is he the number one person in our lives? Is, is he who we think about when we wake up? Is he the one? Think about it. This is individually now. This this way it goes home. It has nothing to do with everybody else. It's an individual examination. So when you wake up, what is the first thought on your mind? The first thought. Is it okay? It's about spending that time with God. Or is it about I've got to get ready and go to work? You see, go back to it again. We are living in the last days. 
And we've got to examine exactly where we are. We've got to examine where we are. Now, let me, let me hurry along because there's, there's a lot of stuff here we've got to do. Now, verse number, verse number 41 says, And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, that old mistress spirit, thou art careful and troubled about many things. She was more concerned about duty. I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to do this, and I got to do that. But she wasn't concerned about being intimate with God. She wasn't concerned about that. But watch how Jesus responds. Jesus says, but one thing is needful. One thing is necessary. It's necessary. And then Jesus goes on and he speaks to Martha and he says, and Mary, the one that magnifies the the soul that magnifies the Lord, it says, but Mary has chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. See, that old mystery spirit within us, it wants to take away, it wants to take away that the, 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 the uh, Mary spirit that's on the inside of us. Because that Mary spirit is the one that sits at the feet of Jesus. But that old mystery spirit within us will do whatever it needs to do to distract us so we will not sit at the feet of Jesus and hear his word. It's very important. Very important. Now, now. We're talking about falling in love. Think about your first love. If I can bring it on home to you. Think about your first love. They used to call it puppy love. Think about your first love. Think about how, how you couldn't wait to hear that voice. Think about how it was like every moment your, your thoughts was on your first love. Think about it. Think about your first love. Do you love Jesus like you loved your first love? Think about it. See, we have to think about because, see, at the end we're going to see exactly where they were where they started off at, and where they ended up at. Duty without devotion. All right, now, let's go to St. Matthew's chapter number 15. 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 This is where the world is today. This is where the, sadly to say, this is where some Christians are today. Sadly to say. Sadly to say. Matthew chapter number 15. Matthew chapter number 15, beginning with verse number 7. The first thing it says in verse number 7, it says, Ye hypocrites. That's strong. Jesus is calling them hypocrites, and then we're going to see why he called them hypocrites. He says, ye hypocrites. Hypocrites are stage players. Hypocrites are stage players. It says, ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you saying. This is what Isaiah said. This is what Isaiah said to people that's in verse number 8. He says, this people draweth nigh unto me with their what? And honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. He called them hypocrites. He said, you honor me. You speak of me with your mouth. You honor me with your lips. In other words, you give me some lip service. But he said, your heart is far from me. We're going we're to search out this church called Ephesus. We're going to search it out. 
See, again, it is examination time. Examination time. Because, see, we don't have a whole lot of time left. And I am not talking about in age. I am talking about in this world. So it is very important that we make sure the first thing, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. We want to add it before seeking first the kingdom. Jesus says that their heart and mind it's far from him, far from them, far, far, far from me. Duty. They were caught up in duty. They were, they were caught up in, 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 in examining the lives of, of, of the apostles and, 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 and the things that, that they, they decided that was wrong. And they were, ooh, Holy Spirit, they were scrutinizing everything. They were scrutinizing everything. They were doing that, what they thought was their duty to do. But God's going to show us today where they missed the boat. Not only them, but us too. See, before we can fall in love with him, we got to see exactly where we are. Most people do not want to know where they are. Because it's difficult to, and that's, oh, Holy Spirit. That's why most people don't like to read the Bible or study the Bible. Because the Bible is a mirror. It doesn't reflect your brother or your sister. It reflects you, the one that's looking into the mirror. Lord, help us. And then verse number 9 in Matthew chapter 15 says, but look at this. But in vain. See, that was an outward form. We're talking about Matthew chapter number 15, verse number 9. It says, but in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctoring the commandments of men. I'll be doggone if I want my worship to the king, to be in vain. But, but, but the Bible says that, that what was going on, that, that, that the worship they, they were doing was in vain because their heart was far. Have you ever seen anybody singing and, you know, whatever, and seem like, you know, they don't feel nothing? And that spirit don't touch? See, oh, Holy Spirit, if it's in here, then it should touch out there. Because spirit connects to spirit. And if we're walking on the same path and we're all serving Christ, oh, my God, it should be a hallelujah time every time we enter into the presence of God or even with the saints of God. It should always be that way. But look at what they were teaching. They were teaching the doctrines, the commandments of men. Good mind gracious. They were teaching man-made stuff. No wonder there's no change when it comes down to the body of Christ. No change, no change, no change. Mm, 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 mm. They were teaching traditions. The traditions of men. They weren't teaching about God. They were teaching about the traditions of men, the commands of men. That's what they were teaching. The traditions. Think about all the traditions that we have when it comes down to the body of Christ. One, I'm going to say this one. That's mother. There's a lot of them. Every first Sunday. We don't do it here. Because unless the Lord leads us, because I don't want no damnation on my soul. Every first Sunday they get on white. Y'all, y'all remember that you go every first Sunday, you have communion, you got your white dress, and you got your little gloves on. That's a tradition. It's, it's a tradition. It's a tradition. I had a lady, 
think they, she and her husband both were apostles, and they came here to visit. And just so happened that Sunday, I was preaching, and I had on a pair of pants. They had a problem with me. They had a problem with me, and they never came back. Well, if you go back in, in, in society, you see men had on these things look more like a dress than women did. They were short. The little boys in the time, they had them dressed like girls. Go back and do your research. We say, well, the Bible says you don't for the wear that which pertaineth to a man. Well, we want to go back to history and see what they wore. What I have on has nothing to do with what's in my soul. That's the traditions of men. That's what they were teaching. Falling in love with Jesus. (laughs) Falling in love. See, when you're in love with him, you want to spend time with him. When you're in love with him, you want to spend time with him. With him. Now, let's see where are we. Now, let's go to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter number 29. Isaiah chapter number 29. Love to show it in the scripture. Because most time when you, most leaders or whomever stands here, they just throw it out there. It's in the air. They don't show you nothing in the Bible. Maybe the first one verse and that's it. But the Bible says line upon line, precept on precept. Here a little and there a little. Okay? Now, Isaiah chapter number 29, looking at verse number 13. It says, Wherefore the Lord says, For as much as this people draw near with their what? Mouth. It's easy to give God lip service. And with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me. Catch this second part. And their fear toward me is taught by the precepts of men. Hmm. Their fear was taught by the precepts of men. Their fear. Show you something. See, right now, man, mankind, or man, has people so fearful about what's happening, what's coming, but the people of God, we should not be operating in fear because God did not give us a spirit of fear. So if we got fear, then that means it came from man. But let me show you what God tells us what we're supposed to fear. We're so fearful of man, I I got to hide. Somebody might see me. Who cares? But let's see who we need to be fearing and why. All right. Now. Let's look at Matthew's chapter number 10. Matthew 10. Are y'all okay? Matthew chapter number 10. Matthew 10 and verse number 28. Matthew 10. Remember now, they were told, they were told now, they were told about to, to fear man, Okay. And that's what a lot of us do right now. We, we're, we're, we're fearful of man. But this is what Christ says. Christ says, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body. That's where our fear needs to be. Our fear needs to be in, uh, uh, in Christ, who can destroy both body and soul. Not being afraid of man, 
but we are afraid of man and we are not fearing or reverencing God. We reverence man more than we reverence God. I was in a service some years back. And when the pastor came in, they said, give, let's give the pastor hand clap of praise. It was just about like the roof went off the building. And then when they said, let's give God a hand clap of praise, they barely clapped. What's wrong with that picture? They had more reverence for man than they did with God. And that's where we are today. And the reason why is because we are not in love with him. We're more about duty rather than devotion. They know how to, the church of Ephesus knew how to judge. They even put them apostles on trial. And even though they did put them on trial, they found out they discovered they were liars. But they didn't see their own life. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. All right. Now, looking at verse number 37. Verse number 37. Number 37. Who? And this is a hard pill to swallow. It's a hard pill to swallow. Verse number 37 in Matthew's chapter number 10. He says, He that loveth who? Our mother. What else does he say? More than me is not what? Worthy of me. That me is talking about Jesus Christ. He says, if you love your father or your mother, he says, more than him. He said, you're not even worthy of him. That is some strong stuff. Put that scripture back up, please. He that loveth father and mother more than me, he says, you ain't worthy of me. And watch this. And he that loveth, uh-oh, we love our children, don't we? He that loveth son or daughter more than me, he says he is not worthy of me. That's strong. That's strong. That's strong. That's strong. That means we really got to do some falling in love, don't we? How many, how many, world, how many of us put our family above Christ? Remember now, we're in examination time. We don't have no time to play. We don't have no time to play. See, what God is trying to show us is that Anything that we put before him, it, it, ooh, Holy Spirit, it becomes our idol. Whatever you love more than him, it is your idol. If it's your job, it becomes an idol. If it's your children, it becomes an idol. If it's your, 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 your spouse, your, your husband and your wife, your mother, your father, it can become your idol and you don't even know it. Anytime you love, love more, you love anything, regardless what it is, anything that you love more than Christ, God says that's your idol. That's where the examination time comes in. That's that's strong. I mean that 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 is very 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 strong. And verse thirty eight says, "And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me." If you don't want to carry your cross, whatever God assigned to your life. 
You don't want to follow after him. He said, you're not even worthy of me. I don't believe we can handle Jesus in our day. Because he, when he spoke, he, he didn't care who it hit. He just spoke it. And he knew the situation of everyone. All right, now. Now, let's get back to Revelations. We're almost done. Let's get back to Revelations chapter number 2. That's where we started off. Getting back to Revelations chapter number 2. Revelations chapter number 2. Revelations chapter number 2. Jesus says that nevertheless, he said he had some, somewhat against him, that verse number 4. And the reason why he says, you left your first love. You remember now, they had the works, they were doing their deeds, they were doing services, they were examining the lives of other people, they were laboring, they had patience, they couldn't stand evil. But Jesus says something to them. He said, you done left your first love. Duty. Without devotion. Who is, it's an individual question. Who is your first love? It's easy to say Jesus is my first love, but our actions, our deeds prove that he is or not. Jesus said, you left your first love. You've left your first love. Is it about him or is it about us? He says, we need to fall in love with him again. And then he says something very profound in verse number five. Verse number five, he says, the first word he says, after he tells them, out of all their services that they're done, Brenda, you've left your first love. See, I can use me. So I use some of y'all, y'all might get mad. So I can use me, so if anybody's going to get mad, then it'll be me mad at me. Amen. Because Jesus said, listen, you done left your first love. You've done all this stuff, but you forgot about me. He says, the first thing he says in verse number five is the word remember. Revelation verse five. He says, remember, recall. Recollect. Hmm. He said, dig into your past. Can we put Revelation chapter 2, verse number 5 up, please? He says, remember, dig into your past. Dig into your past. Remember, recall. Can't say we can't recall because, see, we got this thing called a memory in us. That we can recall. He says, remember. Dig into your past. And then he says, therefore, from whence thou art fallen. He said, remember where you have fallen. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen. And then he says, repent. Remember where you've fallen from. Remember how it was when you, oh, when you, y'all remember when you first got saved? Can you remember when you first got saved? How you want to tell everybody about this man called Jesus? You were so excited. Tell you how crazy I was when I came to understand and knowledge who he was on my job. I, I mean, I just trusted him all the way. Now, do I do that now like that? No. Can I be real? Amen. I used to get lost when I used to drive the mail truck. Couldn't find my way. You know what I did? I'd pull over on the side of the road and I'd pray. Ask God for direction. And you know what? He put me right back on the right track. Used to sit in the car, studying God's word. If I had just one moment, I would study God's word. It didn't matter. 
He said, remember where you have fallen from. Remember, how was your relationship with God when you first got saved? Was you on fire? Were you excited about this man? That, as the lady said, that done told me everything about myself. Were you excited? But how are you now? Do you still have that kind of excitement? Because then he says, when you go back and you dig back into your past and in your memory and you do the recalling, you will discover that you're not where you think you are. Tight, but it's right. We just have to line up, right? We just have to line up. You know what's beautiful about our loving God? He will tell us exactly where we are. But he will love us and and point out the things that we need to know about ourselves. And then he will give us the antidote. The antidote is repent, turn. Because, see, they were so busy at doing duties, they didn't have time for him anymore. Duty without devotion. Duty without devotion. He says, repent, remember from this thou fallen and repent. And then he says, and do the first work or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick, which represents the church, because we find that in verse number 20 in chapter number 1. And he says, out of his place, except thou repent. If America does not repent, America will be removed. When you begin to study the end time places, nations, that's going to be end time players, America is not there. It's not in that list. Do your research. Hmm. Now, we're going to do the last verses. Are we all right? Okay. Let's go to the book of Ephesians. Let's look at Let's look at them. The book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians. Chapter number one, the book of Ephesians. Can we put that up there, please, sir? It says, now, remember now, Paul has written to the church of Ephesus. Book of Ephesians. It says, Verse number 15, he says, Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your, what? Faith. Where? In the Lord. In the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints. Two things that they, that, that they were noted for. They were noted for their faith and they were noted for their Love. One scripture in the gospel says, Jesus says, Will I find faith when I come back to the earth? Will I find faith? See, these people, they were, they were noted about their faith. How strong was your faith when you first got saved? You believed God for any and everything. I did. And you did too. They were noted for their love. But the Bible says in this end time, the love of many is going to wax cold. People do not love the way they used to love. But they were noted for their faith and for their love. Remember, they thought they had it all going on. Let's go to the next verse, verse number 16. Let's go to, let's go to the next verse. Give me verse number 16. It says, and as Paul says, and he ceased not to give thanks for you, talking about the church of Ephesus, talking about the Ephesians, making mention of you in my prayers. Continue to the next verse. Because, see, their faith and their love really impressed him. Their faith and their love 
really impressed them. And then verse number 17 says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give, watch this, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Their faith and their love had reached to such a degree, Paul begins to pray that God would give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That's what they had in the beginning. He prayed that prayer, that they get the spirit of wisdom and revelation. But Jesus says they had fallen. They started off okay, but they ended up in a failed state. The next verse, the next verse there, verse number 18, Ephesians chapter 1. It says, he praying now. He prayed that they had the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Then he says that the eyes of your understanding, your vision of your understanding be enlightened. This is what he prayed for. That ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. That you may know what is the hope of your calling. Most people don't know what they've been called to do. They run to the preacher, what am I called to do? Well, you're supposed to have a relationship with God and he's supposed to tell you. But we look to man to tell us what we're supposed to be. Well, let me tell you something. Man will keep you as low as an ant. That's where they were in the beginning. To such a degree, their faith and their love caused Paul to take note and begin to pray for them. But when you get to the end in the book of Revelations, they had failed. They had fallen because they were caught up in duty more than they were caught up in having a devotional time with God. Duty. Duty without devotion. Going through the motions. Going through the motions. Going through the motions. How many of us have gone through the motions? I have. I ain't going to lie to you. Because, see, I know Christ is coming back, so I'm trying to get me cleaned up. I ain't got time to clean you up. That's not my job. My job is to clean me. My job ain't to clean nobody else. But where are we? Where are we as the body of Christ? It's an individual thing. It's individual. Where are we? Falling in love. We need to fall in love again. And I'm not talking about with the things of the world. I'm talking about falling in love with Jesus. We so caught up on to fall in love with a woman and fall in love with a man. You can't trust them. But one thing I do know, you can trust Jesus. You can trust Jesus now. Time out. Time out for stage players. Isaiah called them hypocrites. They talk a good game, but the walk don't line up with the talk. The Bible says we are epistles, a book to be read by all men. When, 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 when somebody's reading you, what are they seeing in the book? Help, Lord. Help, Lord. Help. Help. What we need to do is fall in love again. We need to fall in love again. Fall in love. Fall in love. Well, you don't mind spending time with him. Fall in love with him. Fall in love. Fall in love. 
you'll discover that's the best thing you'll ever done. If you if you fail in love with him, that's the best thing that you've ever done. And if you need to fall in love with him, then that is the right thing that you need to do. See, as a, and I'm not a songster. I don't, you know, I'm just old backup. And most time I hit wrong keys. But this one thing I do know, when I sing from my spirit, this is what the Lord is saying to us. Fall in love with Jesus. Fall in love. With Jesus. Thank you, sir. Yes. Hmm. Yes. In his arms, I feel. Hmm. That's the best thing. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love. Mm-hmm. Yes. Falling in love with Jesus. Thing I've ever done. Best thing. It's the best thing. Yes. If y'all knew his testimony. If you knew his testimony, if you knew his testimony, you would understand his praise. Hmm. If you understood his testimony, he feel protected. Yes. In his arms. Hmm. His arm. You never disconnected. Ever done. Hmm. That man was he. It's been almost eleven months, maybe over a year now. He's been clean from drugs. He was in a coma for two weeks. He was in a coma. Walked around with his sugar seven hundred. God allowed him to walk around that way and not die. Not die. He sits in with God 5 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, and he's there with him. If you only knew his testimony. If you only knew his testimony, you'd understand why he Say and does what he's doing. Only thing that he come out of that coma with a slight hearing problem. God changed his life, saved him. He told me, he said, Let me tell you what God told me. He said, He came home where he had been selling everything that he had just for drugs. He said he was there. He was hungry in the bed, hungry, because he had sold his food. That's what makes this ministry special. He had sold his food. So God told him that he hadn't had a bath or nothing. God told him, get up. He says, go change your clothes. He says, because the clothes you're going to put on, you will never, ever put those other clothes on again. And from that day until now, over a year, he has not put those clothes on anymore. He's got a right to praise God. He has a right. 
He has a right to learn to fall in love with Jesus. Not duty, not duty, not duty, but devotion. Spend time with him. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Mm-mm-mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I don't know if anybody's here that feels like.